Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Alongside me, we got David. Salutations. Salutations. Almost greetings. Almost. Almost. It, it, it's evolved. <laughs> I feel like next is just going to be high. <laughs> Sup. <laughs> also known as Nightly. Freddie's not here. Okay. Freddie is currently taking a nice, long needed break. He told me he was burnt out, and I was like, I feel that. We're making the worst Freddie t shirt. <laughs> Not before the Where's David t-shirt, <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good because we are still a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down, discuss the ultimate question, why horror? So hit the lights, sit back, and let the darkness envelope you. You can support the show over at patreon.com slash goodnightlife. That's not with the word. By pledging on Patreon, you have access to the show ad-free and as early as Monday with the post-show. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. The episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. Now, keeping things going with our Season of the Witch Month. This month is not your month. <laughs> like, you know, I, I've just come to realize that taking a shower one day, and I was like... You're thinking about this. Me? I was, as I do in the shower. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I was thinking about it, I was just like, this is not David's month. Like, <laughs> I, like I just think David doesn't like witches. He I like likes witches. ghosts. I like witches. I think you like ghosts more. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> but, but these witches ain't doing it for him. They, these witches. These witches haven't been doing it for me. These witches. What, what type of witches do you? Would you prefer? What is? What is your your taste? Um, I'm thinking. Uh, you know those Disney classics? Okay. Where you got <laughs> so some, some fucking apples? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, apples and shit. <laughs> All right, I feel that. Um, Grunty from Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> All right, is that her name? I don't know. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Um, th- that's fair, <laughs> and that's fine. That's okay. But keeping things going with our season of the Witch Month, even though this is not David's month, that's okay. Tonight, we are going to be discussing Gretel and Hansel. First and foremost, David, thoughts? Oh, I'm going first. <laughs> oh, first. <laughs> no, Freddy. No, Freddy. <laughs> Not this time. Um, I like the art direction that this this film had. I think it accomplished uh, what I would think is its um, ob- objective of capturing a fairy tale, right? I think that's pretty obvious to say. Yeah. Um, it definitely felt whimsical um, in its... In its cinematography, in its color palette, um, and even though we don't see a lot of architecture, it blends itself so well to feel organic to its environment. Yeah, and I think that contributes to the overall fairy tale feeling as far as its aesthetics. I love moments with Gretel and her internal dialogue and how rhythmic it sounds. Yeah, almost like you're reading a fairy tale book. Right. Um, I thought this was interesting. Actually, this is my favorite thing I've we've seen this month. Okay, fair enough. Um, I mean, this is the most traditional. Yeah, and I think to answer your question, I like a traditional witch. <laughs> oh, I like the I like the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, even though I haven't seen a lot of it. Sure, you know that's that's cool. Yeah, I'm a very uh, 
traditionalist. I'm very basic when it comes to my witches. It's all right. It's like a, it's like a good old nice pumpkin spice latte. Oh, you. man. Don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the witches, I like probably like those too. Probably. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't put it past them. But I am a bit of a defender of this movie to be in, in some cases. I enjoyed it. I like this movie a lot. Yeah. Like, I, I really like this movie. I'm not in love with this movie, but I really like this movie, and I don't get bored watching it. Like, yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm interested. I, yeah, like, I'm invested with, with these two characters, these two kids. There are things in here that don't make sense, but at the same time, they do make sense. Yeah. It, it, it's just an interesting um, perspective, but shout out to the fucking cinematography in this movie. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Our Silent Night made a really good point to me that the way this is shot, there's always something centered and yes. you, your eyes don't need to work a lot to look around. Whatever is happening in the moment is centered in the shot. And it very much was noticeable to me after I was informed of that. And I was like, Whoa, you're totally Everything, right. Everything is yeah. in center. Yeah. There's really cool reveals. I agree. Um, and that makes it fun for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. and they all come at once. Yeah. And, to me, it made it fun because, like always, I like wondering what's going on, and I like that payoff. Yeah, and this movie gave me that. That's good. Yeah, no, I, I, and I agree. I mean, and shout out to uh, Galo Alavetis. I probably butchered that, but um, that is the cinematographer of this, and I feel like Osgood has a interesting. Uh, direction with his films. I, I, I've only seen two of his films uh, there is one on netflix called uh i'm the pretty thing that lives in this house or something like that mm. um but he also made a movie that we covered as well um you weren't there for this episode but it was uh, the black coat's daughter um and i actually specifically put it on the list for you and you had to dip out but it okay. always happens i'm but so it's sorry all, it's all right no worries it's all, it's all right hate me. Uh, this whole month was made for you and you hate it but no <laughs> <laughs> but no it's i genuinely like the way that he directs things and the way that he positions stuff even though i feel like his work is very polarizing but i don't know shout out to Oz perkins i guess but anyway let's go and jump up into this mike let's do it Gretel and hansel Directed by Oz Perkins, release January 30th, 2020. Unfortunate. Yeah. And, the, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, since it's January, people aren't people, used to watching new releases at home yet. Yep. People aren't, aren't ready to watch new releases at home. People are very rarely go to the theaters in, in January anyway. It's always a very slow month, even though you get that one hitter. That usually comes out in January, like Scream. Yeah, for you know. Example. <laughs> when I started watching this, I looked up. I'm like, oh wait, when did this come out? And yeah. I saw 2020. I'm like, whoa, I don't remember hearing a thing about this. This was completely an under radar movie. Yeah, like you, you had to have been in the know for it, and it had a really creepy trailer too. Like, I mean, the hair shit was all up in the trailer. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Uh, but man, a runtime of one hour and 27 minutes. Great runtime. I have to agree. I'm a big fan of the one hour and 27 minute runtime. Me too. I think in general, nowadays, I feel like that pacing seems perfect to me. Actually, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of times where I've said on this show, like, oh, I wish it was longer. I wish we got more. But yeah, I get very... This, it was a great yeah, runtime. I get very excited when I see a lot of films run at the time. Maybe it's because we're doing the show weekly. But I'm yeah. like, dude, I'm like, I'm ready to just 
hop in for an hour 30. Yeah, it's very, very rare for us to put anything over that in, or over two hours yeah. on our list. It's very rare. Um, and when we do, it's it's a time. <laughs> a budget of $5 million in the box office of $22.1 million. But So it made money. Yeah, that's good to hear. It made money with a rating of 63% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, which so so I don't completely agree. I think this definitely deserves to be in the seventies at least. Yeah, I think um, like a a I would expect a flat seventy. Yeah, same yeah. here. So, so it's all good. Almost made it, not quite there. Uh, we open we open to the VO of the main witch Holga. I think that's how you say her name. As uh, she says, "Quote, come children and listen for." Th- the story I tell holds a lesson, a lesson that might one day keep you safe. So gather in close and hear me well. It's the story of a beautiful child with the pink little cap, end quote. We cut to a woman giving birth as Holga continues. It's hilarious because uh, <laughs> I say giving birth, but uh, it autocorrected to giving birthday, uh, which is technically <laughs> I mean, not yeah, wrong. That's right. <laughs> Her birth was a gift to, or quote, her birth was a gift to her mother and father in a time of great suffering and famine. All in the village agreed she was the most beautiful child, but an an illness fell upon her, and it was predicted that that her first winter would be her last. Her father was not one to take such tidings passively, and whispers told of of an enchantress with the power to cure any illness. All that was required was for the, for her father to be brave and to trust the darkness end quote fuck no <laughs> what the fuck dude? like no nah, dude like i'm just life is gonna happen you know like i you know i and I, i'm i'm saying this as a father yeah i'm surprised like you know i i don't think i would trust the darkness for my child i'm sorry but I, it seems like for this father it was the last resort right yeah but you you get context later that they had two other kids too yeah, I so mean, like I, I, I see why he can, why he would do it. <laughs> He's like, you know what? I got two other ones. It's all good. <laughs> I got two other ones. It's fine, <laughs> right? But no, like I can see why he would want to do this. Like yeah. why he would want to save her and and things like that. But trust the darkness for this creepy lady who doesn't show her face and has this cool black veil on her face with these crazy nails. Sure. <laughs> Those nails are sick, though. Those nails were cool. The nail was also cool. While <laughs> she continues sharing this tale, the girl's father takes him to a dar- takes her to a dark veiled woman underneath a triangular a triangular arch on a mountain. He nervously hands her the, his baby. The enchantress taking her and sucking out some two thousand CG looking sludge from her mouth. <laughs> the father riding back to his his village on on his horseback as Holga continues her narration. Quote, and he was and he did. But when the enchantress took away the illness, she left in its place a gift. It came to be that the child had had been granted second sight. Everyone thought that they wanted her to read their for, their futures, but then then no one wanted to hear what she saw, for it is only the bitter end that comes for everyone anyway. And she herself made sure of that, for it was for it was t- soon clear that she was powerful in other ways too. End quote. I don't know if y'all seen uh, Encanto. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, this is Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. 
but this is Bruno. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, true. Bruno. Yeah, like, you're right. You're absolutely like, right. Like, this, is, this is literally Bruno. <laughs> the girl's older now, sharing her misfortunes with the village, killing a horse with the power of her mind, moving to her father, who's blacksmithing as, as Olga continues to narrate. I have a theory about this horse that I'm going to get to later. Quote, it seems that she would spare no one, not even her own father, who fucking embraced the darkness for her. Yeah, I know. And so I'm wondering if this is trance-like, right? And she doesn't really... The darkness is taking over. It's using her as a vessel, right? Yeah. But she got the good end of the bargain. I mean, like, she's nothing really bad. She got to live. And she got to kill people. <laughs> well, I mean, did she live? I mean, uh, for a while. She-, <laughs> <laughs> she got to live her childhood out. <laughs> uh, um, the father sticks a piping, molting rod into his mouth while blacksmithing. This is a great visual. Like, I, I, I'm not going to even lie. Like, this looks great. Like, he is very much opening his mouth extremely wide yeah. making sure it does not touch a single lip or hair on his mouth it's just going straight down what I, a fucking sight dude. i would have appreciated the commitment to the acting and just close the mouth right when it's in there oh yeah yeah that would have been great to see that would have been fantastic <laughs> that would have been fantastic to see because we get this twice yeah we do we get this scene twice and it would have been very nice to see him close his mouth i, I agree, <laughs> I agree. i'm sure everyone's wondering what would it look like I'm I'm sure this movie is PG thirteen. Would have been worth it. Yeah, would have been. That I would have stretched that thirteen for sure with yeah. that scene alone. Absolutely. But I think that thirteen really went to the baking of the witch. But anyway, we'll get there later. Cutting to to a carriage moving through the woods. Quote. And so it was ordered that the child be returned to the darkness that made her. She was hidden away deep in the woods, all alone with no one to play with. But still. She had her own way of making friends, end quote. The child is left in the woods, staring over a grave as four other children come o- over toward her. Hoga warns, quote, children, please beware of gifts. Beware of those that offer them and beware of those who are only too happy to take them, end quote. The children all walk willingly into a grave as the child smiles, title card, before cutting to Gretel, walking alone in the forest. The title card looks fucking awesome. It does. This looks great with the triangle and Mm -hmm. shit. Like, this is... The red looks awesome. Like, this looks really good. The attention to detail is just fucking incredible here. And it goes without saying, but I'll say it anyways, the twist-up of the title. Yeah. It's not Hansel and Gretel. It's Gretel and Hansel. Yes. Which I I know a lot of people were like... Well, I wouldn't say a lot of people. Like there, there was a general public that were very confused by this. Yeah, and I was just like, "It's her story." Exactly. Like, like, it's pretty really easy. <laughs> like, it's, it's, why is that so confusing yeah. to you? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Narrating that fairy tales have a funny way of getting into to your head, not remembering where or when she heard the story of the beautiful child, feeling like she's always known it, wondering how how your own fairy tale is created, told about you knowing that it isn't possible and most likely a prince will show up but she doesn't see anyone only her little brother hansel she's putting on makeup for from items in the forest 
Wow, crafty little kid. Um, continuing that her brother follows her everywhere she goes, having to share everything with him, but at least he's hers. They are holding hands as they walk down a path. He asks her why she's wearing a dress and makeup. She explains that she's going to meet with a man named John Strip. their mom wondering if he needs a housekeeper. Hansel asks about her lips being strangely colored. They make it to John's home in between a stable of fire logs stacked perfectly and symmetrically in between them. Fucking incredible. Yeah, great wow. cinematography. Like, the cinematography is just absolutely genius here. And, you know, another movie that reminded me the, of this, and, and you probably haven't seen this yet, but uh, The Green Knight. The Green Knight also had some very symmetrical shots that mimic a lot of what's going on here. Uh, the color grading in The Green Knight is, is very different, but still... The grading in this is also just quite fantastic. Gretel assures Hansel uh, that he'll be the first to know if she spots uh, a crumb of cake. She honks and snorts like a pig, causing him to smile. Gretel sits inside the home uh, and once again, just wow. (laughs) John asking if she reads. She answers no. Sharing her skills, he asks if her father... If her father was a farmer, he was, but he's gone ahead to his reward. I guess that was just a fancy way of saying he died. Yeah, and and I think it's this line where I started getting confused. I'm like, wait, is the girl in pink in the beginning her? Oh, sure. I could see that confusion. Yeah, I was confused for a bit. (laughs) Yeah, no, I could could definitely see that confusion for sure. Uh, Continuing that her mother is alone and doing what she can. John believes that she can do very little until the, uh, the pestilence is lifted. She shares that some say the lands are cursed, but only with the incompetence of men, as so much everything is, he responds. She, agree- she agrees, about to go into more detail about the politics of their current state. He holds up his hand, sharing that, the- sharing that she will do better if she limits the amount of words coming out of her mouth. Fucking asshole. Yeah. She acknowledges he asked for her to say, my lord, instead of sir. Annoyed and offended, she hesitates, but she says it. Pleased, he believes that his quote-unquote guest will enjoy that, wondering if she's still a virgin. She begs his pardon. He asks the question again. And this is when the moment you realize that, holy shit, she's in a brothel. Mm, I didn't even catch that. I thought it was just like, this is just a sleazy rich dude that's like, I want to be able to sleep with my housekeeper. Nope. Yeah, you can actually hear the moans reverberating inside. And and, and it's honestly, it's not until this particular moment when he says like, my Lord, and having her say that and asking her if she's a virgin is when you actually truly hear like the moans and things like that happening in the background. Got it. That makes a lot more sense too when he mentions that his like his patronages would appreciate the language of my lord. Right. Yeah. So that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. And he also has a, a lot of makeup on, I believe, right? He does, yeah. yeah. Which uh was a symbolism of class during that time. Exactly, yeah. I guess in some ways it still kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to Gretel and Hansel running home in the rain. She wonders what would it what would have uh, what would it have felt like to slap John in the face? Probably good, and it would sting your hands, and you probably would have died. <laughs> Eating across from her mother, her mother scolding her for not smiling or saying thank you to John. Gretel argues that he didn't need a housekeeper. Her mother shares that she can't she can't um, take care of them anymore because their home is crowded with hungry ghosts. She whispers that everything is gone, and her father sits there, and she will die soon enough. Fuck, this is sad. Yeah, so is a mother saying that she's going to pass soon and then you 
need to leave and find a way to survive. She's saying she's going to kill herself. That Okay, that's where I was also leaning towards as well. Yeah. So her saying that, like having that particular type of, I guess, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Premonition. Yeah. With herself saying that the this house is full of hungry ghosts. Like, like I, I picture it as like, death is just knocking on her door and she's she wants to open it's it. picking at her yeah yeah like she's just like i can't do this anymore like yeah. I, I can't take care of you guys that sucks gretel tells her not to talk like that but her mother instructs her to take her brother and leave for the co- the convent gretel knows that hansel would not be accepted since he's just the boy including her not, um, including her not asking to be admitted her mother gives another option of them both starting work digging their own graves she sighs grabbing her daughter's face and placing gretel's forehead on hers telling her to also dig f- dig a hole for her as well before snorting and leaving she comes back into the room, slamming an axe on the table, screaming for her to be gone, threatening to hack her if she doesn't leave with Hansel. Man, I love the context of that axe later, though. Mm-hmm. Really love it. And this is our real, our first real scary moment, I think. Where yeah. I think uh, this is where it definitely kinda, a jump scare for sure. Yeah, and it triggered the, my interest. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm things, in. Things are happening. Yeah. But also, I did see the scare as a random jump scare as well. I mean, yeah. 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 (laughs) Out in the woods, Gretel sharing that that she took uh, Hansel out of the only home that he knew. The door slamming behind them. Now they are all alone in the big bad world. Sitting on a log, Hansel brings up Gretel uh, going to John's house. She tells him to shut up. He argues, wondering why she always does that. She doesn't understand. He shares that she always makes trouble, believing that she would have had her own room, seeing a crumb of cake sooner or later. She bows her head, telling them that nothing is given without something else being taken away. He wonders when when they can go back home. She doesn't answer, reminding him about a, a widow named um, Hayes, wondering if she could give them a, give them a bed. They pull up to a dark gothic structure, Hansel wondering if Gretel is sure that a woman lives there. She claims to be sure that a woman used to live there. Uh, And I love it when he's like, sure doesn't smell like a woman lives here. (laughs) (laughs) She chuckles for him to be quiet and grateful. Checking the bed, they both lie down together. He asks if she if she thinks mother is all right. She answers that that she will be all right as long as they are. He asks if they will be all right. She claims that she will make sure of it. While staring at her, while uh, while while he's staring at her, a bald, pale, emaciated man gets up from the ground. Hansel was shocked to. W- this is great. Hansel was shocked to warn her. Gretel slowly turns to face the man who releases a blood-curdling scream. They run out of the chambers. The man catching Hansel, he screams for her sister to help him. I would have kept going. She walks <laughs> back. Like, it's over for you. Get away. <laughs> she walks back over, striking the man in the face, leaving a hollow hole in his for his eye. He screams out a battle cry. A whistle of an arrow shoots through his head. Gretel drops down, the man falling to the ground. The hunter at the door lowers his bow. How did he know he wasn't going to kill her? 
That's what I wondered as well. I and think he just didn't give a fuck. What shit. is this creature? But I like. I'm wondering: is it a zombie? Is it a vampire? You know, I don't know. Okay, I, but it, I, I genuinely have wondered that. I've seen this movie three times. Okay, and I've genuinely have wondered that each time. Like, what the fuck is this thing? I I think it's there to establish that this is a fantasy world, right? Right, and I I think you're right. I think it's supposed to be a zombie because yeah. like he is just uh. He's casted as emaciated man. Oh, okay. So, like, I, I don't know what that, wh- what is he? Like, <laughs> like, I don't know what he is. But, like, even... even <laughs> he was just like, I'm here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Silent Night um, popped up with maybe possibly Necromancer. Um, isn't that someone who can control the dead, though? Yes. Right? Possibly. He's a necromancy. Maybe. <laughs> Which... It's maybe fancy for zombie, but I I don't know. I've always wondered that though. I've always wondered like, what is this thing? But, um, it, it, it's interesting though, because even Gretel has that moment where it's just like, she's like, it's no way. It's no fucking way. This is possible. Yeah. Like she says, it's no way. And then the hunter just right through the fucking dome, the cranium. Like it, it's great too because it looks like smoke leaves his head when he just gets shot with that arrow. It looks like he goes straight through his like cranium though, yeah. and like goes for her. Yeah, like she she ducked. For, yeah, the smoke just leaving his head. It's just like, was it a bullet? Like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, how did she dodge it like that? I I don't know. He was he was. It would have been hilarious. He'd be like, oh, I didn't know you were there. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> oh, doing great. Sorry about that. <laughs> Cuts to them eating food as the hunter goes over them um, being abandoned with just their clothes on their backs. Hansel mentions that he has an axe. The hunter not noticing it, Hansel admitting that he has one at home. Gretel tells him to be quiet. The hunter shares that he will direct them to the foresters, calling them good people with enough money and food if they can earn it. Handing Hansel a new axe, teaching him to, how to use it. And, um, and for Gretel, she will possibly learn about herbs and earth, unless the men have a different use for her she asks uh, uh, what they can offer him for or what she can offer him for the meal he claims that uh, he doesn't have a taste for rabbit and they have nothing he wants sharing a quote uh, kindness is is its own reward but cruelty is a self-inflicted wound the wicked earned a living by uh, decep- by deception but the one who plants righteousness gathers a true harvest indeed those who do what is right will live a good life. Those who pursue evil will die, end quote. And this is pretty much uh, foreshadowing. Yeah. This is foreshadowing of, of what's to come with our of um, protagonists and our antagonists. Our protagonist needing to trust herself more. Mm-hmm. Um, and also with our antagonist who has fully embraced the darkness, embraced the evil, if you will. Uh, Gretel com- comments about comments that everyone dies. He agrees, but not right now. Telling them to finish up, and he will draw them both a bath. Fade to Gretel bathing outside, wondering if if it is safe to trust someone who's there uh, when you need them. She checks her bruises on her knees. Next day, the hunter gives her directions, handing her a map, instructing her to stay on the path that he's drawn, sharing the consequences if she chooses to do otherwise. I love his concept of the wolf. Hmm, yeah, where it's just like, and don't make sure not to talk to wolves because they don't. He's mentioned something like they don't talk back or something like that. I think they're like they're alluring or they're handsome, but yeah, um, 
but, but oh, they're not good at conversation. Yeah, that's what it was. They're not good at conversation, and it, and this is great because our witch is the wolf. Exactly, the big bad wolf. And she even says, she even says later that like her, her the skin she's in, mm-hmm. the skin she chose was to pretty much be a sheep. Yeah, it looks sweet and weak. Yeah. Right? Um, but yeah, it's like the Little Red Riding Hood story um, right. intertwined into that concept of clearly a wolf right. front to us, but our our characters don't know that right away. Mm-hmm. Sorry, a little swig of water. Gretel and Hansel are on their way into the woods, stopping to rest. Hansel wonders why they couldn't stay in, stay with the huntsman. Gretel thinking that it, that he would have had children of his own if he wanted them. He doesn't understand, believing that they uh, were brought there by uh, brought there through the window by birds. Yes, Hansel, that is exactly how you were brought here. <laughs> Don't ever grow up, please. She sarcastically shares that he's right to calling him herself foolish, asking um asking if he's finished. He's done with his food, claiming um that he's still hungry, asking if she remembers their father. Um, but she she doesn't remember she doesn't remember him. Uh, she doesn't remember much of him. He asked for her to tell the beautiful child fairy tale. She cuts him off, not wanting to tell the tale at that moment, thinking it to be too scary, causing him to see things that aren't there, and, she, and some that probably are. While she m- mentions it, three women are in the distance with pointy hats. He whines that it isn't scary for him, helping him also go to bed. She, pu- uh, she, puts, she puts on her hat. I love the three yeah, me too. Because it reminds me of... Because when I first watched this, I thought Holda was the little girl. And she, I thought she just uh, grew up. Oh, be, I see. Yeah, I yeah. was like, isn't she? But no, you're no, right. Yeah, no, she's not. Um, but I, I thought she was, but I love the three here because it, it, it's pretty much both Holda. It's Holda Holda and the beautiful child since she doesn't have a fucking name. But yeah. I love how simple in their approach it is to just have them standing them standing there um, with a profile view, but it's so impactful at the same time. It's yeah. so simple as as far as blocking, but you just add some distance between the subjects and the camera and some fog, and it looks creepy and it looks so great, especially just blending in with the forest very organically. Right, absolutely. The two continue walking into the night, Hansel expressing his fear as they trek into the darkness. Gretel doesn't answer, stopping when she sees the pointed hat woman in the darkness. She tries to convince herself that there's nobody there, uh, staring at the silhouette of the beautiful girl. The girl whispers Gretel's name. A crow startles her as it flies away. I'm not a fan of the jump scares in this movie. I do find them very cheap, um, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them... I don't know. I feel like um, I've been critical of this on a lot of the a lot of PG thirteen films we watch, where it's it's to get that younger younger audience to jump, and yeah. I feel like it's just kind of shoehorned in there, right? Yeah, and it's interesting because I wonder, like, are most PG thirteen horror films made for a younger audience, like in mind, or was their vision literally just like, eh, it's not that much blood, it's not really cussing or anything in there? Uh, PG thirteen. I wonder. I think there's a uh, definitely an in between. I yeah. think there are some that are targeted towards maybe a all yeah, ages group. Yeah. Um, but I think there are times where it, it could be the latter, like you were saying, where it's like we can label this as such to 
get more people to watch it. Right. Yeah. Sitting by a creek, Gretel, uh, Gretel narrates that she would try to tell her mother that she could, she could see things, but her mother would tell her to keep it to herself. She stops her thought and she hears the banging. Investigating, she finds Hansel whacking at a tree with a stick. She angrily asks for him, asks what he's doing. He answers that he's practicing for when he meets the foresters. Gretel takes the stick and throws it down to the ground, yelling that he's always making unnecessary rackets. She crouches down, apologizing and blaming it on hunger the two continue their trek down the path hansel asks about them possibly eating again gretel is in a trance due to her hunger but she spots uh, red spotted mushrooms growing out of the ground he mentions that uh, they might be mushrooms she agrees prone on the ground checking to see if they are edible she, he asks how can you tell she supposes that you ask them he picks one up um, as Gretel entertains and mocks the idea of, of conversing with the mushroom she's quiet as she listens to it Hansel asks her uh, what, what it says Gretel claims that it says to eat it cut to the siblings fucking tripping balls <laughs> as they look up in the sky laughing to fear to shock this is great do you think there is any deep meaning to this moment or is it there for just a storytelling aspect i think there has to be right i would think so too because like with this moment it this does nothing for our characters here exactly like we i feel like this was kind of i feel like one this was planted i feel like this was planted by the witch interesting um and on top of it being planted by the witch, I also feel like that uh, this led them to her house. This led them off the path. I can see that. Yeah. Now, later on, we see that the witch has no need for seeking out supplies because she can conjure supplies. But when it comes to things for her concoctions, can she conjure those up or does she need to go and get things? Uh, so is she... The the way I see it, she very much is an herbalist. Yeah, as so well. So I I, does I feel like she does actually. And, yeah, okay. I feel like she actually goes out to get her herbs, but uh, even her with conjuring, like it still takes her a, a piece of recipe. Yeah, I guess in order for it to work. Okay. But, Hansel gets up and walks toward the tree. Gretel spots the woman um, with their cloak, spots the women with their cloaks and pointy hats in the distance. A whisper tells Gretel to follow and find her. A qu- and this is why I think that it was planted was because of this line here when she says uh, her name and she tells her to follow her. It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a quick cut to the beautiful child with the enchantress riding inside the carriage. Gretel and Hansel are, are walking down the path, coming across a gate without a fence. He asks if it's real, then asks her if, if she can smell the scent of cake. She turns around, spotting the darkened cottage with a flickering of light inside. He is about to make a run uh, toward the house, Gretel pulling him, him down to the ground and stopping him. He whines that he needs food. They both walk up to the house together, Hansel excited about their, about their slide. Um, she knocks on the door. He instructs her to uh, to look inside through through the window. She does so, seeing a table with a full spread. Shout out to the fucking seeing eye, though. Like yeah. when she looks through it, it's through a little triangle, and it's like an all seeing eye, which makes sense because she's like able to see this entire room. Yeah, that's really cool. And obviously, I'm sure everyone's on the same page the the home itself and its design man Fuck. it's beautiful 
Oh my God. And it invokes Witch in the Forest yeah. so well through a modern light. Seriously. Uh, with its complete black exterior and just, I don't know, sharp edges. I don't yeah. know. Something about it. Just It's so impressive to me, yet it's like... It's so simple. Like yeah, I don't it's know. It's so simple. It, it, it's it's simplistic. It's gothic. It's it's uh it fits the fairy tale narrative and it, it's it, it's it's so medieval as well in some yeah. ways. Like it, it's such a really cool uh piece of architecture. Mm-hmm. It's fucking gorgeous, honestly. Like with the I, orange I, glass too, man. God, it, it's it's stylish. It's the colors of Halloween. It is that it is. I really also like to point out too the the. Um, triangular shapes in this film. Mm-hmm. They're all over the place. What does it mean? Why is triangle <clears throat> so emphasized here throughout the movie? I, I, I think it has something to do with the all-seeing eye. Got it. Um, but it, like we get the first witch, she's in tr- inside of a triangle arch on a mountain. Yeah. Right? And then we have this house, which is actually in a shape of a triangle. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very very intriguing the triangular shapes that we get throughout it and also their hats obviously yeah as well um, even though Gretel's uh, hat that she has is fucking fly bro like, <laughs> it's, it's a dope ass hat yeah he asked her what's uh he asked her what's inside she comments that it is heaven she goes back banging on the door Hansel calls her back he has the window slightly open she holds it while he goes inside she watches him from uh, from the peep peephole as he takes some food she calls for him a pale darkly dressed woman seen in the corner the woman holta snatches hansel gretel runs to grab a large stone chucking it at the window but literally nothing happens gretel starts a fire holta comes out of the house holding hansel's hand she tells gretel to be careful hating for her to start something that she can't stop what a fucking line that line gives me like so such chills like oh my god you know, I don't know if it's because I was watching it on the TV in the studio, mm-hmm. but when we see our witch reveal and Gretel is outside looking through the all-seeing eye, um, I could have sworn her skin appeared as green at first, but I can't tell if that was just because of the TV. I wonder if it was because of the TV, because I, I don't think so. Yeah, because I was like, whoa, she looks like a green-skinned witch. Yeah. And then when she comes out, it looks normal. Right. Like, but, a, like a Wicked Witch from the West. Exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But shout out to Alice Craig. Um, you you know Alice Craig. Do I? You do. And you know Alice Craig from none other than Silent Hill. Oh. She is the woman who gets the barbed wire all attached to her. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Alice Craig. Shouts okay. out. Shouts out. You you've seen Silent Hill the movie? I don't think I have. You what? I'm trying to recall. How do you not have seen Silent Hill the movie? You fucking love video games. I know. That that hurts me. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if I've seen it or not. Yeah, that hurts me that you haven't seen this movie. Like it. it she's also in Star Trek. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's she's fucking everything. Seeing her in horror films is just an absolute delight, and I I'm very disappointed in you. I'll <laughs> allow it. I love I love how you're just like yeah because <laughs> I was thinking I was yeah. like have I seen it have I seen this watch that movie it's not good I was gonna like, say is it good no but watch it uh, they're both inside the house Hansel stuffing his face while Gretel apologizes claiming that their their intentions were never to steal from her then what the fuck were your intentions Gretel <laughs> why'd you have him go in there yeah 
What are you talking about? Hulda asks how they got there without a, without a chaperone. Gretel comments that their mother has come upon hardship. Hulda acknowledging. Hansel comments about Gretel not wanting to go to uh, to the convents. She tells him to be quiet. Hulda responding that she doubts that the convent isn't a place for a girl with action in her bones. Gretel asks if if she's expecting guests. Hulda scoffs that she'd rather have roaches. She rubs Hansel's head with her blackened fingers, blaming it on ch- on checking to see if he has lice before um, she allows them to lie down in her beds. She uh, yanks some hair out. He winces in pain. She stares at it before sniffing it, agreeing that it's clean enough. She tells him to start eating and that their beds are already made up for them. Gretel thanks her, explaining that they'll stop briefly, but they, they must leave. Hulda pours them some milk. Gretel timidly uh, grabs a pastry. Meanwhile, Hulda places Hansel's hair into a small chest, uh, whispering, quote, a hair here, a hair there, end quote. Man, I do really love the effect of her blackened fingers. They never really explain why they're blackened, correct? They don't, no. Okay, I, I, just, I, I think it. it's just like a... Um, like a, a I guess a, a key type of thing like where where it's an like an identifier yeah like like, like something to, to, to be like a, a key identifier which if right. they have black fingers I yeah like I, I feel like that's what it's for it looks cool though it does look really it looks cool looks cool as fuck um I would love someone to probably get tattoos like that damn imagine that that would be fucking cool that would be crazy that would be so dope so cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they both are lying on their bed, um, on their own beds, as a sphinx cat cuddles with them. You know, there's a lot of people who like those cats. I'm not a fan. <laughs> um, not a fan of those cats. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't hate on them, but I, I, I wouldn't want one. I wouldn't want one. <laughs> yeah, like, I wouldn't want one. I'm, I'm okay. I wouldn't know how to touch it. Exactly, yeah. I feel like I would hurt it. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking. They sigh, commenting about uh, eating too much. Later than... um, You know, I actually, because of this movie, it made me look it up. Like, all right, Sphinx cats. Like, I feel like this is a super Egyptian-ass cat. They were bred in the 1960s. Wow. Yeah. And it was a birth defect. Oh, at first, and they bred these birth defected cats. And the Sphinx cat was born. That's so interesting. Yeah, people stop doing that. Yeah, it's... people are fucking weird. You know what I'm saying? People are. People are weird. Like, don't don't do that. <laughs> Later on um, that evening, while they are as- while they are sound asleep, Gretel has a dream. She's uh, sitting across the enchantress. The enchantress points her spindly fingers at the door. A little girl in all black jump scares the shit out of us as uh, she passes by the doorway. I forgot that completely happened. It scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> Gretel goes goes to check the room, looking at herself in a five-way mirror. A tapping noise behind her. She turns around as a child whispers that her mother killed her. Different women and children from different time periods appear inside the window or inside the mirror. You know what's weird as shit, though? One of the fucking people that appear looks like a modern-time person. Like, she's wearing a cardigan with, like, that. A, a collared shirt. She's a woman on the left-hand side. Yeah, like, she looks like a just a normal-ass person while everybody else looks like they belong in, like, the olden times, I guess. And this woman looks like she belongs in, like, fucking 19... Like, not even, like, 2000s. Like she looks like like she looks like someone's current mom. So, <laughs> like, yeah, take a gander because it 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 is bizarre. 
She's so out of place. <laughs> the child continues that her mother ate her. She repeats, quote, oh, what a pretty bird am I, end quote, as she sits with her back turned. Gretel reaches out to her, one of the kids banging on the mirror with, with his bloody hands. Uh, she grabs the shoulder of the beautiful girl, of the beautiful child. Her head slides cleanly off. Gretel wake, wakes up, remembering where where they are. She looks out over at Hansel, still sound asleep. Holda calls out to them for breakfast at the table. Holda um offering Gretel meat. She t- she tells Holda no. Th- um. She tells Holda no thank you. Hansel commenting uh, she could eat all the veggies while he eats all the meat growing strong like an ox. Holda claims that Gretel will grow strong enough sharing just like an ox who also eats veggies. Gretel takes a bite um, from a strawberry pulling out a piece of uh, uh, pulling a piece of it out of her mouth and inspecting it. Holda intentionally slides the jar off the table shattering it. Alright. <laughs> now what do you think was inspected here? <laughs> at what? Wait. At what moment? When she takes a piece of the strawberry out of her mouth. I didn't even think about it. I don't know. I think it was a fingernail. Oh, you think so? I think it was a fingernail. Oh, that would make sense. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe because this is your not your first time watching it, but yeah. like it didn't really call out to me. But now that you asked that question and I have the context of the whole film... That's a really good point. Yeah. I yeah. feel like it's a fingernail. Oh, man. I genuinely think it's a fingernail. Oh, that's yeah, good. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's super interesting. She makes it seem like an accident as she bends over to down to clean it. Gretel asks to clean, uh, clean for her as she sh- uh, shows off thanks. Uh, listing off her housing skill sets as well. Holda claims that she's usually not into the idea of employing children, but she considers it to, to be a fair trade. Gretel comments... Uh, Excuse me. Gretel comments only until they leave for something more uh, permanent. Hansel adds that they'll be working with the foresters soon. Holda smiling that the foresters will have to wait a while. Fade to Gretel walking down the hall. Holda instructing her on where to go down to the hall. She shows Gretel the pantry, explaining what's inside. Holda shows uh, Hansel how to sharpen his axe, explaining that he can move on to the others uh, um, inside the shed once he gets the hang of it. He stops, getting a better look at the shed next to her she sniffs his hair calling him or the scent handsome so this moment right and i'm sure a lot of people feel this way was very disturbing and it's because of her delivery of like either you're so handsome right and i think from a writing approach it's done so well because it's what can this elderly woman say to this little boy fucking gross that'll yeah that'll just confuse people but make them feel disturbed yeah because what i appreciate about appreciate about this movie is it's hard to make the classical depiction of a witch scary yeah. in modern times right yeah, and this movie does that and it's moments like this where it's just disturbing in a interpretive way yeah that hits so hard yeah for sure because like you you could go the route of like rob zombie right where yeah. where in the lords of salem we had these extremely brutally scary witches like yeah, they hardcore. were fucking scary as shit like i wouldn't i would walk across the street but like with her she does look so innocent to the point where it's just like that was odd like yeah. you know like 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 it's it's kind of one of those things where if you were to see a child with a parent 
and they say something kind of like Ugh. off. Yeah, just to before where you finish a sentence, I already got yeah, scared. Yeah, yeah, you're just like, is that their kid? Like, yeah. like you know, it just kind of has you think, like, yeah, should I call CPS? Like, what the fuck? But like, yeah, that that's what that moment felt like. Like, it could be his grandmother, but. She says something like that. It, the the delivery so and the, the, the staring of the eyes, right? Gross, dude. Um, gross. Yeah. And again, like you think about like back in older times where these fairy tale stories of witches were there to scare children. Yeah. I didn't, and, I've never noticed her hair. Yeah. You actually. know, I re- very much noticed her hair in that scene. Yeah. Um, But again, like the delivery of the acting hair is just top notch. It, it, Dude, sends chills down your the spine. The acting in this movie is fantastic, but once again, like I said earlier, like it, it, there's a lot of stuff in this that don't that doesn't make sense. The accents, yes, yeah. Like <laughs> Gretel doesn't have an accent, <laughs> but yet Hansel has an accent. Yeah, everyone has an accent except Gretel. Yeah, <laughs> mom had one. Like it was. I don't know. I, like I thought that was an interesting choice. When I was watching earlier Silent Night, we even mentioned that like. There's three people, main characters in this story, but each have different have a different accent. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, I don't know, it's weird. Anyway, meanwhile, Gretel is cleaning up inside the house. She finds an old trinket, staring at it until she sneezes. Holda comments that it, it is nothing to sneeze at. She calls Gretel over to show her a book of, about plants. While forcing weight with a machine on top of a jar, she offers Gretel a glass of wine. She is about to decline, but Holda tells her that she will become a new girl tomorrow. this was so fascinating it's a good demonstration of her womanhood her her, well the witch's knowledge right and omniscient knowledge yeah seriously it proves her powers yes yeah i agree gretel takes the glass sniffing it and um shifting her face into disgust holda calls the foul stench to be the gatekeeper of wonders telling her you uh, to either stop there or see what's inside gretel throws the drink back disgusted by the taste cuts a hansel horribly missing a big ass tree with his axe what what are you doing <laughs> bro it's in front of you like what are you like okay. what the fuck okay i gotta i gotta defend the kid here I'm not gonna. Defend I gotta this defend child. the kid because I remember being like five years old and doing the same thing, like you, something you try similar. To, you try to tell me this kid is five. How old is he? He has to look like at least like eight or nine. All right, kid, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm just like, wait a fucking like a three, four, five year old. I remember being <laughs> like that. Like I just, I was like. I remember when my hand-eye coordination was like that. Oh, no, I can't even believe it because, like, you, you, <laughs> I, I hated that scene. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, he goes, he goes to a slightly smaller tree, hitting the the bark with his axe and getting, uh, getting it stuck into the trunk. He gives up on trying to get it out, calling the trees idiots before walking back to the house. Nah, kid. You're the idiot. <laughs> Just kidding. But anyway, Gretel and Anzo are playing chess while Holda takes a message from our sponsors. And we're back. Holda is not taking a message from a sponsor. Instead, she is sharing some, some wise words of wisdom here. Sharing that the king is rightfully afraid because the queen can do whatever she wants. I love that line. Yeah. I fucking love that line. Hansel grabs the queen piece, commenting about it being naked. It's <laughs> like, boys will be boys, I yep. guess. She, uh, she ignores him, moving her piece, commenting about it being his turn. Hold, Holda 
uh, looks out at the window, forecasting a storm coming. Hansel claims that it isn't because he was outside all day and didn't see any clouds. She shares that she brought his axe inside just to be safe. He wonders how she knew. She tells him uh, because uh, because women know things they are not supposed to, asking Gretel, ex- Gretel for acknowledgement. He rebuttals that she's not a woman. Holda asks, what is she? List- listing off animals until she gets to pig, snorting in mockery. He It begins to storm and rain overhead. They all look up, Gretel smirking as she stares back at him. This is like a Matilda-ass moment right here. <laughs> like, she was so stoked. Yeah. The siblings are both lying in bed, Gretel trying to sleep, but she, uh, but when she opens her eyes, she spots the child staring back at her. She runs away. Gretel cautiously follows her into the basement filled with light, the child giggling as she runs away. Gretel makes it into the room, the child whispering for her to not look at them. The room is empty with, with, just, a, with just a curtain as the whispers echo throughout the room. The child continuing, quote, Don't look at us here. Down in our hole, or down down in our hole in the ground. We've gotten old down here. Don't look at us. End quote. I wonder if this like felt slightly familiar for her since she was in it, chapter one. Mm. Where she's like, Oh, we all float down here. Like, yeah, oh, yeah I remember this line, Oz. Like <laughs> True that. Now I want to ask you this. Yeah. Is she awake and exploring? Is she sleepwalking? Mm. Um dreaming? I think this is real. Or Fourth, which I think it's when she's asleep, she's connected to like a spirit world. Sure. And these souls are communicating to her. I think it's when her mind is under an influence. Oh. And because like we saw with the mushrooms and I even consider your mind being under an influence when you're asleep. Yeah. Because like, I mean, your mind does shit that you don't know, like sleepwalking, for example, or talking in your sleep and things like that. I consider that under the influence. Yeah. Um. So with... That in mind, I think her, this is like her under the influence and her mind is just not tracking. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because even going back to the toadstools, right? Like I think even to get here and how you suggested that the toadstools required to find the path to yeah. the witch's house. I see it as um, to have your mind on a closer plane than like a spiritual world that like the path only opens up if you're like under the influence or something like that yeah. that allows you to find the witch's house and then in this instance when she's asleep or under the influence as you said uh, it allows her to again be closer to that plane so I, I think it's I love that we don't get a definitive answer same. when it comes to these moments same yeah, yeah I agree Gretel turns around, now the room centered with a table and a tarp with three dead people on top. They begin to bleed through the tarp as the whispers continue to repeat for them not to look at them. She slowly moves the tarp back as the blood soaks the, the sheet, covering her mouth in shock. She wakes up, looking at Hansel, who's still sound asleep. She looks in underneath the blanket, outside by the creek. She's cleaning her blood-stained dress from receiving her first period. Fascinating. Now, this is... The reason why I consider this to be so fascinating in general is mainly because of the fact that this dream in some ways was like a metaphor of getting your period. Oh, you know what? I didn't even put two and two together. You're totally right. Yeah. 
Cause like, I mean, intertwined with a lot of other stuff. Right. Yeah. Of yeah. Course. But like, you know, she's, she's in a place she's never been before. Yeah. She's, she's in, uh, she's seeing things that she's never seen before and she's feeling something she's never felt before. Mm. So like, and these are all three senses that she, that's happened to her in this location. And when she wakes up, she got her period for yeah. the first time. So it's, it's super fascinating. Now, again, Earlier, I mentioned that I was a little confused thinking that the girl in pink was her. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And with that being said, uh, she states that she has always been able to see things, right? Yeah. And that she shouldn't, she should keep that to herself and not tell others about that. Right. Where did that come from? Because that's, I thought there was a correlation between the young girl that got, you know, that was healed through the darkness. Yeah. And, and then we have Gretel who has always seen things, right? So uh, I think it's a little after this where I came to the realization of like, oh, it's not her, right? Do we know where these powers that she inherited came from? The Enchantress. The Enchantress from... From... Oh, you mean Gretel? Yes, Gret- I'm talking about Gretel. Oh, so I think Gretel was just born with it and i think that's what what she was kind of getting at um the main witch where it was just like embrace the darkness so you can fully like get your powers or whatever got it um but it, remember when we watched the craft yeah like i picture her as being the main character in the craft okay um where she's a natural witch she doesn't really have to practice anything or do anything really she just it just came naturally for her how for holda she she had to inherit it yeah and she had to like literally let go of everything got it so Speaking which of is it, also interesting because i guess in some ways the same thing kind of happened to gretel yeah with her mom and her dad but yeah um uh she sp- she spots she spots the the toys named in between uh excuse me she spots the toys in between rocks the cries and laughter of children echo echoing she walks back to the black house wondering uh, wondering uh, uh, if her dreams if her dreams she excuse me she walks back to the black house wondering if she, if the dreams she was having <clears throat> was a result of too much rich food before bed or were they messages thinking that that she could possibly be missing a chance to listen to herself in front of the house. She spots something on the ground. She moves the leaves out of the way, knocking on the space. Um, and it is hollow as the knocks echo underneath the ground. She's, she's back in the, in the room waking Hansel up and telling him that they should, they should leave because she doesn't want to outstay their welcome. I thought this was interesting that she felt officially nervous now though, mm-hmm. because she was like, I think this this lady killing people like, <laughs> like his toys in between rocks. I haven't seen a kid in a while. Yeah. There's a slide too outside. Like, uh. so is it because of the quote unquote dream and the prediction that she will be a woman the next day, and the dolls shoved between the rocks? You think? And then I don't know what she was. I just think she's getting a bad feeling. Yeah, I guess it's her uh, intuition because yeah. I don't get what she was getting at when she was knocking on the floor but i guess that isn't that seemed more man-made right right yeah Yeah. 
he he doesn't understand why they they would leave. She reminds him about meeting up with the foresters. He reminds her um, that they have work in uh, food that they're they have work in food there. But she believes that there is something wrong with this place. Um, he thinks it is. He thinks it to be pleasant. She asks him what hides behind the pleasantness, knowing that the that there are bad things there. He doesn't understand. She thinks the abundance of things they've received isn't right. Wondering where the animals are and where she's getting all of their ingredients to make these feasts. She believes that there are souls in or underneath the house. He asks why she always sees a problem. Gretel bluntly tells him that the big bad world is what it is. Hansel comments that they are safe from the world, wondering if the, if that's uh, what she what she wanted. She doesn't she doesn't answer. While they are while they are at the table, Gretel asks Holda to send send her for supplies. Holda tells her that won't be necessary. Gretel looks at the bowl of plums, commenting that um, they go bad after three days. Then comments about the ham possibly going bad without salt. Holda jostles Hansel's hair, looking at Gretel, and simply rebuttals, "Quote, and yet it hasn't." End quote. <laughs> Yeah, what do you got to say about that, Gretel? <laughs> Guts of Hansel taking another stab at knocking down a smaller tree. Excited that he was able to do it, he runs down a, down a small passing. Faint echoes of children's screams fill the air around him. Shoes hanging and dangling from the trees as he twirls around, searching for the source of the sound. Meanwhile, Gretel is cleaning the, cleaning inside the house, holding it in the kitchen, watching her. The rag that Gretel is using becomes soaked in blood. Startled, she drops the blood to the ground. Holda smirking as she tells her that she will find an, another rag down the hall toward the back. Fucking fantastic because this lady is literally setting up this child to do whatever she wants her to do. Yeah. And it's great. It's great. Like it's really, really cool to see this all kind of transpire this way. Mm-hmm. Very much enjoy it. Gretel goes into the goes inside the pantry, noticing the wood being hollow. She pulls out, she pulls out the wood, breaking pieces off of it, exposing a doorknob. Staring at it for a moment, Holda wanting to show her something when she when she finds it. Hansel continues walking around the forest, coming across the pentagram carved in a tree. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you need it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Again, it's it's just to reinforce like she's an evil witch, right? <laughs> yeah, and I and it, I don't know. It's interesting. Are you not a fan? I'm not the biggest fan, but I've ne- I've never been a really big fan of seeing like upside down crosses and pentagrams in films. How come? I just find them to be played out. You think so? Yeah, I like them. Uh, you know. I used to. I'm like, oh yeah, this is real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we're in it. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, like, I, I, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I just feel like personally, they're just kind of cheesy. For me. I, I could see. I mean, as someone that you are that has seen so much horror, I could see why. True. Right. I've uh, seen a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved this to just have been the triangle, though. I would have loved the triangle thing to continue here. Okay, so it's it's funny because I... It's two triangles and one, technically. <laughs> I am the one where uh, I feel like I've seen a lot of movies where they have their own 
symbol of evil, right? Sure. And I feel like that's heavily used because they're like, we made this cool symbol that represents this evil entity in our movie. It's going to be everywhere throughout the movie. Triangle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and <laughs> that feels played out to me. Okay. I like the... Like hereditary. Like, yeah, exactly. Of, yeah, yeah. Sure. I'm like, let's let's go back to basics, the foundations. Let's just draw a nice little pentagram. <laughs> And I like okay. that it's just carved on a random tree too, because it's yeah. it's more so of a award, like where we, you know, most people that aren't, you know, committed to Satan, will <laughs> draw symbols that we depict as good sure. as awards in some cultures. But over here, it's like I'm gonna put a pentagram here. I'm gonna put a pentagram <laughs> here. I'm gonna circle it around my property. Give me protection, power, both. He touches the sigil on the tree, then notices the cloaked uh, witch Hulda across from him. She speaks into his head, telling him that, uh, telling him the thought uh, in in his head is, "Quote: Go look in the shed, and that he'll find saws that need to be sharpened for the bones of the dead." End quote. She repeats it, adding a riddle: "Quote: What eats with its teeth, but never never feels fed." End quote. The door is the door to the shed opens up with the saw dangling in the middle of the room. Hulda is is sitting with Gretel as she makes a concoction, asking Gretel about her dreams. She answers the, that some nights, um, some nights and others, she doesn't sleep at all. Hulda calls it calls it good, and that she's listening to the woods, claiming that that the air is full of abundance only having to reach reach out and pluck it that being her power to see what is hidden and take it she continues that that a small mind believes only what it can see but that but they know that that they are their fate's own masters those like her and gretel commune with the great provider she educates that she gives them seeds of abundance and we grow them in our garden and I I love the jar how she's just like digging in this jar like it's like a jar of Vaseline or some shit. <laughs> and like she's just like digging at this while Gretel's just like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like what, what's happening? She said the term of the item what it's called. It started with an S. Solve. Thank you. Yeah. What is a solve? Because I was I was gonna look it up. Uh, so it, it, it's literally just a like um an oil. Okay. Yeah, like a a, a rough oil. Got it. Pretty much Vaseline. Vaseline. Yeah, it's literally that's what it is. <laughs> harvesting it and it um harvesting it and with it imparting justice. Gretel responds that Holda says we, but she didn't agree on anything. Holda explains that it is nothing that she can agree on. Um, it already being inside of her. She lifts her stick off the table, commenting that Gretel can either uh, stay asleep to it or allow it to wake up. Wake up. Gretel shares at at her she. Excuse me. Gretel stares at her as she places the large staff down on the ground. Holda slides over the solve. Gretel dips her hands inside and starts rubbing her hands together. She smiles and giggles. Holda sharing that it likes her. The staff on the ground jolts. She tells Gretel to tell it what what to do. She doesn't understand. Holda knowing that she that she does understand what she's talking about. She was able to do it before, and she's known that she's talked to things before. Gretel wonders what, what it can do. Holda claims it can do more than lying there. She looks at the staff. It levitates upward. Holda excitedly gasps as she says she decided to wake it up. Gretel still doesn't understand how she, how this is working. Holda suggests that she thinks less and knows more. Love that line. Telling Gretel to go ahead and, and that it awaits its master. Gretel slowly touches touches the staff, running 
running her fingers down the spine of the branch. She rubs the salve on her hands while giving off a, smirky, a snarky smile. Cuts a handle sharpening the saw of whispers of Hulda sh- saying, quote, the bones of the dead in his head, um, causing him to stop and slump over with his eyes closed before continuing. Gretel walks into the forest, rubbing the goo in her hands. The trees begin to sway and creak over her head. She touches the moss of the of the trunk of the trunk of a tree before walking away. The tree creaks as she walks away. She turns around, reaching her hand out toward it. The tree turns into the fucking giving tree and bows down towards its master. The twist this movie takes on this fairy tale fascinates me. I think it's so interesting to see the shift in the story where um, the witch here, instead of you know enticing a young Hansel and Gretel to fatten them up and eat them um she very much sees what's well i guess she's doing that with hansel right yes she is but the twist is that within gretel she sees what she would refer to as a gift right and she feels this responsibility to take her under her dark wing and mentor her (laughs) and mentor her and even though Gretel does not seem receptive of it at first. It's it's like our witch is like, it's so great. And if you're capable of this, like you need to have this. Yeah. And I I think it's a it's a really good way to do the twist on the story. I agree. Yeah. No, I definitely agree because it it and this is something we could talk more in the post show because I, I have this thought in my mind that this witch has always known Gretel existed. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why. I just have this thought in my mind that she she's always known that. And we could talk about this more in the post show because I I'm curious if you may agree with me once I say what it, what I'll say. All right. <clears throat> Back inside, Holta asks Hansel to to have another bite of food, but it looks rotten. He argues that he doesn't want another bite. She reminds him, you know what's funny? <laughs> One Real quick. Uh there was a tweet that I saw of someone kind of kind of talking shit about Nightlight. And when they were talking shit, there was like, I hate that they mention they're gonna say something for the post show, like having people wanting to buy it. That's marketing, baby. Like, that's what it is, bro. Like, it's marketing. We're marketing our stuff. Like, what are you Buy talking stuff. about, man? Like, come on. If you if you really are curious, it's five dollars a month. Come on, and you get the show early too. That sometimes that's less than a coffee. It's less than a coffee. I mean, if you buy one coffee a month, that's our show. Like, yeah, for a whole month. For a whole month, and you get four episodes. That's it. It's a fucking deal, doc. Dig dog doggity good deal. Bro, if I'm not I'm not the one to be trying to do math for you, but I'll do it for you. <laughs> that is a dollar and twenty-five cents. Come on. That's all we're asking. That's all we're asking. I'm just saying. It ain't much. Anyway. <laughs> Pluggity plug plug plug. She reminds him, uh, by the way, that's patreon.com slash goodnight life. And that's not with, with a K. K. <laughs> she reminds him that it is his favorite, but he knows that it will be there tomorrow with even less explanation. Gretel shushes him, calling him rude and to eat his food. While while they are while they are in their beds, he asks what she what she did with Holda all day. She shares that Holda teaches her things that can save and make make her life. He reminds her that Holda isn't isn't their mother. Yeah, the internet went up, went out. Sorry, mate. <laughs> um, she 
uh, Gretel agrees, but she has much to give, much to give in that he wouldn't understand uh, that there are many gifts to have. Hansel argues that uh, and reiterates that she would say she would say that this world doesn't have any gifts and nothing is given without something given uh, getting taken away. He asks her to tell him what Holda is taking. <laughs> oh. What the fuck? When you have the context of the whole film, this moment is like, wow. Powerful. Yeah. Powerful. Claiming that he's scared and wants to go home to their mother. She tells him that there's nothing there. He reminds her about the gifts, wondering if she's afraid. She sits up, telling him that she didn't forget. He he uh, continues asking about the story of the beautiful child. She claims that it isn't like that. He, he reiterates the story about the villagers um, agreeing that the child was beautiful. She gets up, pointing for him to shut his mouth, but he continues. Gretel grabs him for, by his shirt, telling him to, to be quiet while threatening him. And what a fucking way to threaten this child because like the way she says it, she's like, fall quiet, boy, or shall shall or I shall write my own story. Yeah. If someone was to say that to me, <laughs> I would be like, bro, you could beat my ass, dude. Like, <laughs> like that's some serious shit right there. Not only that though, it seems like something has come over her. Yes. Now, and this is this is what makes me think, did this woman always know Gretel? Hmm. Because she's taking offense by him reiterating this story, yeah, that she's told him, yeah, and it's just like, why are you, why are you offended right now? Yeah, and again, I think this is—I keep bringing it up. I was confused, thinking the pink, yeah, what clothed girl was her, and I was like, that's a story about me. I'm sensitive about that, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, you know what happened to our dad? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I made him eat fire. <laughs> He never closed his mouth. She asks if he wants to leave, taking him by the hand, claiming to show him out. Um, she t- she takes him outside, then walks back inside the house. He calls for her not to leave him. Alone, he sees the silhouette of the beautiful child. She whispers for him to follow her. He does so, keeping into the, for- keeping into the forest. Gretel wakes up, Hansel no longer there, his bed made up. She thought it would be a nightmare, but she knows that the desire to get him get rid of him was real. But she doesn't believe that she left him alone in the night. She goes out of the room in search for her brother, whispering his name as she moves through the halls. She looks at the chessboard, but her attention is turned to the window when she hears the howling of wolves. Looking out of the window, she notices a woman walking around in the woods. She goes outside, but no sign of her. Uh, yeah. I think that totally was Holda walking naked. You think so? I think so. I genuinely think so. And I, I think it was another way to mimic the queen. Because we have Hansel bring up the fact that the queen is naked. Yeah. And you know what? I actually remember being confused and wondering, who is that? Right. And like, I this had, is a very contained story. So like, I yeah. feel like they can't, we can't just introduce this other person. No, right you're now. totally right. And I think you are absolutely right that that is her. Um, because we kind of get that confirmation later. Right. Um, but in this moment, I was super confused. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I, and I can't blame you. Cut to Gretel at the table with Holda. I, you know what's funny? I, I had a feeling, I was like, this is the movie that is more David Speed. Oh, well, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I yeah. think through a second watch, I'd be a lot more appreciative of it. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I kind of had to rush it because, I mean, you can't really rush a movie, but right. like, <laughs> I got out of class, got to the studio, started watching it. And Eight then, senior C-Sig. Yeah, exactly. A cold burrito, but it's okay. And uh, it was it's forty five degrees in here right now. I didn't know our heater was a heater. 
<laughs> we have a fireplace inside of our office, uh, and it's an electric fireplace. And I thought it was just for show. He thought it was just for show. <laughs> Donnie, and Donnie just freezing. had it here to have it here. No, that that thing works. <laughs> guts, and, guts and Gretel at the t- I'm surprised you didn't even try it. You know, I was literally sitting here and thinking <laughs> like, man, we need a fucking heater in here. But like, is that doing too much? No, no, that works. <laughs> Guts and Gretel at the table withholds us. She believes that Hansel was out sulking, blaming the strength of the trees for his own weakness. Offended, Gretel comments that he's just a little boy. Holda calls him a burden and, and she shrugs uh, and she shrugged it off. I'd be like, yo, what the fuck changed here? Like, you was so like lovey dovey <laughs> on my brother, touching his hair and shit, calling him handsome. Like, what the fuck? That's true. Now you call like, my brother a weakling? <laughs> like, no one calls my brother a weakling except me. <laughs> Reminding Gretel that she isn't his mother. Gretel doesn't think that she, uh, that he should be on his own. Holda slightly agreeing, but thinks that she should be. Whoa. Okay. Now things are getting real interesting, and I love the shift in Act 3 here. Mm-hmm. I really like this shift in Act 3. Greta was sitting in front of the chessboard telling Holda that she's going to go to bed so uh, she can be so she can be up to search for Hansel. Holda considers this to be a good idea. Gretel shares the senses uh, uh, the shares that she senses a restless night, wanting her to make something for her to help her sleep. Holda insists to fix her a sleeper. Gretel agrees, thanking her thanking her before turning the queen piece toward her. She is reading the herb book. Holda instructs her to be careful with the mix, calling it the quote-unquote soup of nightmares that would also be a great movie soup of nightmares i don't know what it would be about but it would be cool sounds like it would have came out in the 90s yeah yeah fuck it let's make it (laughs) Gretel throws it back and says her her good nights and heads to bed in her room she retches the contents into a container then uh waits a moment before going to the pantry and prying the door to prying the Prying the wall to to the exposed doorknob, she t- and I actually really think this was really smart of her um, to claim that she would be restless tonight, um, just so Holda can actually believe that she's asleep. Yeah, it is risky though because it's super risky. Her plan was to vomit up what she I know. had taken, but it's like, what if it didn't work? Exactly. Yeah, like what what if that didn't work? You know. Like, stomachs work fast. Yeah, they do. <laughs> she turns the knob exposed in the dark room. She heads inside and, and slowly goes down the stairs. Inside the room, ha- um, Hansel sits in the corner staring at the wall. She goes up to him, hugging him and snorting in his ear. He, he is unresponsive, continuing to look at the wall. She tells him to come, to come on, but he still isn't responding. He, her attention is turned to a black liquid flowing through the pipes. What? Yeah. She fucking moves through the pipes with black liquid. That's so fucking cool. It is really cool. How cool is that? Like, I've never seen anything quite like that before. That's so fucking cool to me. Um, I mean, it, it could be indicative of being part of nature as a witch, maybe. right? Being able to turn into, like, one of the elements, water. Yeah, maybe. Young Holda is inside the liquid, and she walks out of the liquid, um... F- she walks out, the liquid forming into her dress. Gretel hides next to, to Hansel, blowing out her lantern. Um, Holda grabs the bucket of filth on the, on the ground, throwing the contents on the table. She removes a cloth of a, um, off of a barrel. The wails of children ring. She g- grabs a severed arm, placing it on top of the gore. Raising her hands, the flesh begins to squelch as it morphs into food. She opens her, uh, her eyes wide when she, when she notices something. 
Gretel wakes up in her bed, not concerned if if she dreamt or lived it, because the horror of what she's seen is just proof of what she knew. Thinking that all all she could do is play dumb enough to outsmart her, she stands over the food of the table. Old old Holda asking how she sleep. Gretel goes into into her chambers as Holda asks if she heard the howling wind. You know, young Holda, she uh, she looks like um. God, it, it, I don't. God, I don't know the actress's name. Fuck, I, I wish I knew her name because she looks like this one actress to me who kind of resembles a mix between um, Angelina Jolie and um, Kate Siegel. Hmm. And I, I, I fuck. I think I name? have a person in mind, but this is my favorite moment in the whole movie. I love the reveal. I think the transition from liquid to body is really cool. Yeah. Doesn't look too cheesy. Um, and the reveal, of, or actually just the buckets of children body parts <laughs> and flesh yeah. is gnarly. Yeah. And very indicative of witch fairy tale lore. Um, but also just the reveal that she's young. Yeah. It's really cool. Like, and that's her true form. Yeah. That's so fucking cool. And also with all the tats and everything. Oh, dude. Super sick. Fucking goddamn. Yeah. Like, okay, the tats. Like, let's talk about that for a second here. Actually, no, let's save it for the post show. Save it for Just the to make show. that one person mad. <laughs> 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 but I found the person that she looked like to me. Um, Carly Chalk Chalkin? Chalk Chalkin, I believe that is her name. She looks familiar. Um, so like she played in Mr. Robot, but that they look alike. Yeah, they do. They look alike, and I thought it was her for a really long time, but it's not. It is another actress uh, named Jessica DeGau. De- I'm probably butchering that. DeGoey? DeGau? Whatever. Um, her. Um, her. But I thought it was her, and I was like, oh, shit, the chick from Mr. Robot, but nah. <laughs> she claims to ha- to not have asking if Gretel um, saw the fresh milk. She did. <laughs> I love how Gretel's like, Yum. <laughs> Holda asks if there's a sign of Hansel. She puts on uh, her pointy hat and takes a shovel, sharing that she'll keep an eye out. Gretel asks if she's going somewhere. Holda comments that, she, uh, that it isn't often when nature calls her, but she tries to answer when she does. <laughs> she taking a boop. <laughs> she I was going to ask you where she's going, but I got my answer. She has for Gretel to fix her a cup of tea by the time she gets back, calling it nice because she got an upset tummy. Um, also asking her to keep the food out because she may want to eat something later. She leaves out, She leaves out. Gretel moves back into the kitchen while Holda is digging and retching over a grave, turning back into her old her younger self. Gretel is looking through the, the book searching. Holda caresses a doll stuck on a tree as the children whisper, quote, Bless the day if you dare to desire to be born again. End quote. The door slides open. Gretel is sitting at the table. Holda is, um, is back to her current age, pulling over a bowl of food um, and sitting across from, across from her, commenting that she's been thinking that it is uh, for, for the best that Hansel isn't with them because he will soon come to fear her, adding that fear so easily turns into hatred. Better to remember uh, remember her as she, she was and not what she is meant to be. She pours her a cup of tea, Gretel asking, um, will she become powerful with all that she's showing her? Holda nods. Um, 
excuse me, Holden nods her head that she will be, Gretel wondering if she will have mastery over dominion of everything. She answers that she will have she will have it over nearly everything, but they they must accept their weakness. Gretel asks if she has one. Holda shares that only the only that of which was taken a part of of her and only that which has taken a part of her. So so interesting the way she even says this. It's like only a witch that was taking a part of her as of Holda, and only of which that was taken a part of her as in Gretel. Mm-hmm. Which is still makes me think she fucking knew Gretel ever since she was a kid. Maybe I mean I guess she's still a kid, but still yeah. I don't know. Super interesting, and for her to be um. And for her, it will be a poison, and she must consume it before it consumes her. Gretel doesn't understand, but Holda ask uh, ask her how else will will you build immunity? But the thing about poison, nothing tastes as sweet in the big bad world. She grabs some uh, she grabs some of the food on, in the bowl, crunching into the food, pulling out a long strand of hair from her mouth. Ugh. Gretel wa- uh, watches in fear as Holda places the strand of hair on the table. She asks Holda what she did with her brother. She claims that she is only moving him out of the way. Gretel confides that he's all she has in this world. Holda threatens that if she says that again, she'll turn her tongue into a flower. Fuck. Yeah. And the context of this later, because of what she had to do to her children, mm-hmm. is fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> calling her dumb, pretty, and temporary, or she can follow the path that she laid for her. Gretel tells her to to do whatever. What, also another line that if someone were to say that to me, like, <laughs> you like me bro, up. you're temporary. Like, oh, bro, you're saying, you could kick my ass, I you're saying I could turn your tongue into a flower. No, that <laughs> that I, I probably wouldn't be too afraid of. I'd be like, try it. But like, if someone would be like, like, you're temporary, I'd be like, oh, you could kill me like you know like like no one's ever said that to me before <laughs> fuck that is uh that's a line <laughs> gretel tells her to do whatever she wants uh, to her as long as she uh, frees Hansel but Holda can can never do that because her he's her poison all being left is to make him delicious Gretel tells and I love that she's like he's her poison she needs to consume her poison because she wants her to literally eat him yeah Shout out to cannibals. Um, Gretel tells no. Gretel no. tells her. Gretel tells her that she can't be. She can't. But Holda cannot remember a time uh, when there was anything else she cared to do. She envies all of Gretel's experiences, picking up the cup, wishing to be young again, inhaling deep, deeply as she chugs the scolding liquid, smiling at Gretel, complimenting her mixture of poisons to put her to sleep. She asks why would she do such a thing when there's so much more to be done. Gretel argues that she's nothing like her, but Holda considers that they um, are made from, from the same matter and filth. That being the reason why Gretel knows her story. Holda continues that they are given the, given the small gift the same gift, the same magic, just as she was. Gretel is about to ask how she knows her story. Holda holds her blackened hands up and a ring toward her palm, stopping her from talking. Then she snaps her fingers. 
transporting her into a field as she continues sharing that she knows it um, it is Gretel's favorite story, but she's been telling it wrong. She shares that it is true. She was the most beautiful child. Gretel watches the girl sitting around the village folk with her mother's hand on her shoulder, wearing the same ring on her finger. Hola continues, quote, In the inside, she was rotten into her core and as sweet as vinegar. Even I hated her, and I was her mother. Because of, for me, she took everything and would have would have destroyed me too if I didn't get rid of her first, end quote. They are standing underneath a tree looking at Holda's husband's grave. Holda continuing to, that she gave she gave her back into the darkness thinking that would be the way to end it. But she stayed with her in her thoughts and dreams attached to her like a shadow promising a taste of the power that she had. The only requirement was for her to be brave and trust the darkness, and she did. Ridding herself of, of other attachments, Holda takes her two children into a house, killing and eating her children. The smoke, the smoke, stark red, shooting out of the out of a chimney. If that literally happens, <laughs> like that would be crazy. Like you, like someone burning to death. And the smoke turned red. Okay, so that's what I was imagining what was happening, but I wasn't entirely sure. Mm -hmm. That's intense. That it is. And it's it's so it's super interesting to even see it placed as this context. Yeah. It's really cool too. It is cool. It's, I think it works cool really side. well for this story. I agree. God, the way that fucking shot looks. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. She assumed a disguise of old age to make herself seem kind and weak, building them a house, one with a proper kitchen and dining room. Gretel wakes up to, uh, wakes up at the table uh, downstairs in the basement, holds his voice echoing that she can name them name them all if she ever had to. She starts naming the children as Gretel tries to get out of her restraints. Holda comes out of the shadows, telling her to detach herself from Hansel and embrace her, her powers. She calls him to a sweet, plump boy. Gretel asks where he is. Holda places the stuff, places a staff on the wall, walking back toward the curtain. And she's not even really walking, she's like limping. Yeah. Like she's, she's like decrepit, almost. Holda places or transforming into her young self as she wishes Gretel to stay for a while. A fire starts behind the curtain, Holda's um, hoping that she's hungry. She moves her hand. Um, it moves the curtains. Hansel staring at the wall as a pull of fire roars. She tells him that it is bedtime and to kiss his sister goodnight. He, he walks over to her in a trance. And I love that she's forcing him. Like yeah. with her hand, she's like moving him. And it's fucking... It's really cool. Shit. This is so cool. Holda uh, forces him to kneel as she, um, or excuse me, Gretel tells him to hear her as she promises that she'll get him out. Holda forces him to kneel as she places her head on his to snort. She co comments that that being enough, telling him to go, go off to bed. Fucking genius here. Mm-hmm. Gretel wipes the salve off her off her head since Hansel was covered in it to try to call the staff. Yeah. That's really smart. So smart. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Holda forces him closer to the fire. He begins to climb up the ladder and she unlocks the cage above. Meanwhile, Gretel moves the staff upward. Holda looking back at the um back at her saying, quote unquote, what a world. 
Gretel fires the staff at her, painting the witch on the wall by her neck. She screams for Hansel to stop as Hulda catches on fire and the flame turns fiery blue. Hulda screams and rise, Gretel forcing the staff deeper and deeper until she turns into a skeletal dust. Hansel pauses on the ladder. Gretel gets the power of Bathsheba and breaks out <laughs> of the restraints. She's like, <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Bro, be careful with that name. You can't just throw it out there like that. <laughs> I mean, shout out to the Codric. <laughs> Guts in the morning, Hansel wakes up with her sister watching from across. Actually, uh, quick plug. Um, fuck. God damn it. I'm blanking on the name of it. You know, I'll save it to the end because this is a really good plug for that show. But it explains like the true nature of who Bathsheba was and how it was just this poor woman who was just treated absolutely horrendous. Oh, damn. Yeah, it really fucking sucks. But anyway, cuts of the morning, Hansel wakes up uh, with his sister watching from across. Um, he calls out to her. She tells him to be quiet and that she, he's safe now. She asks about Holda. She answers that she doesn't, she doesn't live there anymore. He claims that she's scared or... Yeah, he claims that she's scared, questioning if she's afraid of the world. Gretel smiles that she's afraid only of herself. She tells him that she will always have a part of her, that he will always have a part of her, um, one that she's given him gladly. It it going with him when she, when he leaves. He under, he doesn't understand. She continues that their single story now splits in two, and they take their own paths. His lead, uh, hit. He his leading to what he needs to find, and hers will carry her on. Outside, she rubs a horse that Hansel is sitting on, and uh, yeah, I one hundred percent think that this is the exact same horse that the little girl killed earlier. Brought back to life. Interesting. Yeah, because it seems like the horse was conjured up. Yeah, because just out of nowhere. And I mean. What we're, what's going to happen next might even clarify that. She tells Hansel that she told the horse to take good care of him and that he'll um, he'll see and he'll excuse me uh, and she'll see him arriving uh, safely. Um, Hansel tells her that uh, she will see his face again. The horse sets off with Hansel, him wondering where, where he's taking him. She walks back toward the house, knowing that letting, letting him go uh, wasn't hard to do, not wanting to stand in his way as um, he shouldn't stand in hers. Hansel goes back to his house, the door open, Gretel continuing that she could see Hulda was right about 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 that he places the sack on the table his axe stuck in the in the table from where his mother struck he pulls the axe out of the table inspecting it gretel continues walking into the forest and knowing that her choice choice is hers to uh, feed her power either darkness or light um a great choice here on her being in white mm-hmm. absolutely great choice she, she was in gray the whole movie exactly and now she's in white yep. as she chose a lighter path. Yep. She looks out um, into the opening, a group of children coming coming out of their hiding place. And a group of dead children, I should say. And that's why I think this horse is, like, conjured up. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> Soul of the horse. Their souls finally free to be at peace, like ghost ship. This is the end of ghost ship, y'all. But done better. <laughs> I mean, it's still kind of cheesy, but this is ghost shit. This is a fucking end of ghost shit, dude. <laughs> I'm watching it right now. You know, I think if I remember correctly, I'm very disappointed. I only watched two thirds of ghost shit. 
<laughs> oh man, go Well, you watched it for the show. I watched two thirds of it, and I think I had to bail that week. Oh, did if you? I remember correctly, I felt like you were there. Is either that or Triangle? I think it was. Tri- I, you weren't there for Triangle for sure. Anyway, 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 listen back to those episodes and tell us on on Twitter at Nightlight underscore Pod or our Discord or our Discord. Which is also available in the show notes. Plug, 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 plug. Uh, she looks out into the opening, a group of children coming out of their hiding place, their souls finally free to be at peace, Gretel knowing that she is now free. The only requirement is to be brave and trust herself, her fingers becoming blackened, slightly concerned, but she knows that she is brave and she will trust herself. Then, credits. <laughs> that was not the theme song. But... <laughs> I, I enjoy this movie. I enjoy this movie a lot more after this Talk episode. Yeah. And that happens seldom. Yeah. But uh, as we were going through it and as we were able to analyze it more and really talk about it, I think it's uh, a lot better than I gave it credit for at the opening of the show. Yeah. I like this. This this movie is a really fun movie to chat about. Um, and artistically, it's great. Artistically, it's beautiful. Yeah. And, like it, it's kind of surprising. This isn't an A24 movie. Yeah, to be completely honest, and I, I honestly feel like that might be one of the reasons why it doesn't have like a decent score. Imagine how much more intense it would be. Yeah, seriously, it probably would have been rated R. Exactly. Uh, but like you know, I'm kind of glad this isn't an A24 movie because it, it really shows how artistic the um, Oz Perkins really is, and his film. Um, God damn it. I, I said it earlier in the in the name of the show, but um shout out to me fucking having a shit memory. <laughs> but uh uh I, The Black Coat's Daughter. But his film The Black Coat's Daughter is also very artsy as well, but mm-hmm. it is fucking intense. Like it's such an intense movie. And I, I, I wish this movie would have gone there in yeah. certain places, but whatever. I'm excited to see what he does next. Um I, I don't know what he's doing next, but I'd be interested. I'm also intrigued. But I got some movie facts for us here. Movie facts. At one point, a song floats over the soundtrack. Quote, my mother, she killed me. My father, he ate me. My sister, my bones, she kept. What a pretty bird am I. End quote. I think that would have been great to have in there. It's perfect for the story. It feels very fairy tale. Yeah. It's a riddle. Yeah. This comes from another grim fairy tale, The Juniper Tree, widely considered by scholars as the darkest of all their tales. In it, a spiteful mother beheads their stepson and blames it on her daughter. She then cooks the corpse and feeds it to her husband. As the daughter picks up the bones from under the under the table and plants it under a juniper tree on the family's garden, a small bird appears from the grave, singing the song in question while picking a pair of new shoes, a gold chain, and a millstone, and then carries them to the house. The bird then gives the shoes to the daughter, the chain to the father, and drops the stone on the on the stepmother, killing her. And as she dies, uh, the bird turns into a boy again, and the story ends. The film borrows some thematic elements uh, of this tale. Holy shit! <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that was intense. Damn, that was that was super that was, intense. Yeah. The mushrooms that Gretel and Hansel find uh, find very closely resemble fly um, argaric. 
when she asks the mushrooms if the mushrooms are kind, she says that um, it says, eat me. Quite possibly a reference to Alice in Wonderland. The fly agaric mushroom contains psycho psychoactive chemicals that can produce a wide variety of symptoms, including hallucinations and, syn and synesthesia. I believe I'm saying that correctly. Let's look that word up. I think that's I really cool. I like the nod. And I think that extra context there helped me appreciate that moment a lot more yeah. um, because it feels very whimsical in that sense. And I just really like the nod to Alice in Wonderland. Mm. Uh, the witch is never named in the movie, but the Amazon Prime feature that lists the movies cast identifies her as Holda. Which is why I kept calling her Holda. And that's why I kept calling her the witch. Our right. witch. Yeah. <laughs> the witch. <laughs> at one point, at one point, the witch in this movie says, what a world. Fans of the film The Wizard of Oz will um, recognize this as the Wicked Witch of the West's final words as she melts. Yep. The director of Gretel and Hansel, um, Os Osgood Perkins, often shortens his name to Oz. That's really cool. That's a fucking cool nod. Yeah. Like wow. Yeah. What a that's really cool. It's a nod. It's a nod. It was announced in October 2018 that Sophia Lillis would star in Gretel and Hansel with Oz Perkins directing the film from a screenplay he co-wrote with Rob Hayes. In November um 2018, Charles Balboa was cast as the hunter. In April 2019, Alice Krieg, Jessica Dugau, and Sam Leakey joined the cast. With Leakey uh, making his acting debut debut on november 9th 2018 filming started in dublin ireland dang it took them two years to get this movie off the ground so that makes a lot more sense because when i was watching it it very much I gave mean, me it's cold gave me vibes of 2018 like stranger things pinnacle hype with the synth wave and mm. the color palette the music definitely was outlandish yeah yeah like it, it, it's a very synthy type of uh tone in this mu in, the, in this movie because i feel like in 2018 that's that was, was all the rage yeah. yeah i'm very curious on stranger things 4 which we could probably talk about a little oh bit more in the, in the i'm hyped show. but it's been so long it's always been long not been it's been so long since three i know but even like Two had a long hiatus after this as well. Between two and three or between one and two? One and two. Really? Yeah. Don't remember. Oh, actually, you're right. Yeah, I think it was like two or three years. Because I watched all of one yeah. except for the last episode. And then like a year or two later, before two was coming out, I watched the last episode. Or I started from the beginning, actually, and watched the last episode. Yeah. Man. Well, anyway... If you want to continue chatting about this movie, as we would love to, you can do so over on our Discord community, um, which is in the show notes. Uh, shout out to the Ghoulish Knights! Or you can go head over to Twitter at Nightlight underscore pod and hit us up over there, and that's Night with a K. But the next film that we are going to be covering and ending our Season of the Witch Month, a film that's been requested a lot, actually. Oh, yeah? Um, I've been putting it off. <laughs> but... Uh, the Blair Witch Project. Oh, never heard of it. 1999 <laughs> specifically. <laughs> I'm excited for it, though. I'm excited, I'm, I'm excited to excited revisit it. it. I'm excited for it because I'm excited for you to revisit it. Um, and I'm excited for uh, Freddy to visit it if he's here. I think he's coming back. <laughs> I hope I like it this time around. So I hope you don't. I really, I, I really hope you don't. Oh man, dude, because like it will fit the theme of this whole thing. Like it just top. I like Gretel and Hansel. Uh, you do like Gretel and Hansel. 
but it would fit the theme of just like one out of three. Okay, you know? so I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta ask this: Is Hansel being forced to stare in the corner and stare at the wall when he's under the house? A nod to Blair Witch. Stay tuned for the post show. <gasps> this was Daylight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knights. Alongside me, we had David. Always keeping it spoopy. Oh, wait. Ever, ever. That was Freddy's <laughs> outro. <laughs> Our efforts to get the show out is not enough. We need your help to spread us out to more ghoulish nights. And rating us with five stars is very helpful on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but we would love for you to recommend this podcast to someone who would actually enjoy it. You can further support the show over at patreon.com. So it's good at life to sign with the wood. Okay. By pledging on Patreon, you have access to the show at free and as early as Monday with a post show. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. An episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. And remember, everybody, don't forget your nightlight.